So my friend Chaplain Jose sends me a piece out of CNN. I said, Dwight, I got to check this out. I got it right here. Let me read a sentence or two from this. Very interesting. It usually takes, I'm reading now, it usually takes several days to a week for a tropical storm to grow into a hurricane. But if conditions are just right, listen to this, if conditions are just right, a powerful major hurricane can develop in just hours. The process known as rapid intensification, rapid intensification, what is it? Has happened four times in the last month with hurricanes Harvey, Irma, Jose, and now Maria. A normal year would only see around two storms rapidly intensifying. Now, what's rapid uh, intensification? Here it is. A, A storm undergoes it when its maximum sustained winds increase at least 35 miles an hour in a 24 hour period. Just 35 miles an hour faster. According to the, this is all according to the National Hurricane Center. That's a jump of about two categories in the Sar Simpson scale, which grades hurricane strength from, you know, category one, two, three, and stops at five. All right. Maria became the latest Atlantic storm of the year to undergo rapid intensification after its wind strength increased 60 miles an hour in one day. One day, 24 hours, up 60. On Sunday, this last Sunday, it was a tropical storm, just a tropical storm with 65-mile-an-hour winds. By the same time on Monday, it's now a Category 3, and by Monday evening, it reaches Category 5 status with 160-mile-an-hour winds. Unbelievable. And what are they calling? Put it up again. Rapid intensification. So here, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I'm wondering. Does it feel to you like the entire planet right now is under rapid intensification? We're not just talking about meteorologically. We're talking about everything. Rapid intensification. What's going on? I got to tell you, it's that rapid intensification that makes me think this is just the perfect time, and this is why I am sold out on something called Unlock Revelation. Have you heard about Unlock Revelation around here? I'm holding the invitation in my hand. I am so jazzed about this. This is starting Monday evening, Monday evening, 7.30, right here in this church. And oh boy, John Gonzalez, beautiful prayer this morning, John. Thank you. John, my man, is our host for the entire event. We also have, we also have Nate Gibbs. If you were around last uh, Sabbath or in uh, New Life the Sabbath before, you, you know Nate Gibbs. We have our friend Jose Bourget. These three are going to be going to the Word. And if there's ever a time even a secular public is asking questions like, what's up with all this? You know what? You don't have to be a believer in anything. You can be an atheist, and you'd be asking the question, what is up with all of this? So we're, we're spreading these everywhere we can go. I went and visited a friend of mine. He's a well-known sports figure in this village, and we've been friends for years. He's an amputee. Announces the football. I've sat up there in that big little high tower. He calls the game. I say, hey, you got to come. And I know two friends of yours. I'm leaving two for your friends, and you bring them too. And I want to call them up tomorrow and say, hey, can I pick you up? Pass the word. Unlock revelation. Rapid intensification. Two words that feel like they describe our entire planet these days, which is why I, I, I am sold out on grow groups. You heard about grow groups around here? Have you, seen, have you seen the latest lineup? Pastor Sabine was telling me about this lineup. If you go to our website, by the way, pmchurch.org slash groups, 
69 different menu items. We've never had anything like this. And Sabine tells me, no kidding, this is the widest intergenerational. We've been talking intergenerational. This is the widest intergenerational spread we've ever had. We have a 19-year-old teacher and a 92-year-old leader and everything in between. Because this isn't just for one little sector of this campus community. This is for everybody. And they're starting next week. So after we're through here, go on to our website, pmchurch.org slash grow groups. There's your menu. Don't do it now. That's something more I want to say. But anyway, go there and uh, register on the spot. As fast as lightning, you'll be in that grow group that you wanted to be in. Ah. Rapid intensification, two words that feel like it's the entire planet today. And for that reason, I really need your prayers. Here's the deal. A week from last night, a week from last night, I'm preaching in Zagreb, Croatia, doing a nine-night evangelistic series, a series of public lectures, nine nights in a row in that great city of Europe, Zagreb. Got a bunch of Yugos in this, uh, in this uh, congregation this morning. I know you'll be praying, but I need the rest of you praying as well. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. Please claim those two verses for me as we launch a week from last night. And those of you live streaming, you can pray from wherever you are too, please. It's time. Rapid intensification. Makes you wonder if those two words not only describe life on this planet, do you suppose, hey, hey, do you suppose they also describe life in heaven right now? This whole thing is intensifying. This thing is ramping up. It's go, come on, guys. We can smell the finish line from here. Yo, down there, you guys awake? We're ready to go and we're coming, ready or not. It's time. Let's intensify together. That's why. Three Sabbaths. This is number three now. This is the end. A miniseries called Ground Zero and the New Reformation. How to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, part three. Oh, God, rapid intensification. You're living with it up there. We've got it down here. Something's up. Someone's afoot. And oh, we want that someone in our midst right now. Reveal yourself in Holy Scripture, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Makes you wonder if the Holy Spirit wants to become this holy hurricane down here to move into high gear for the end game. We've been thinking together, you and I, about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Key word, huge. This word is absolutely huge in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I remind you, and the word is daily. Let's start with some red letters. I love beginning, beginning with Jesus, so open your Bible, please, to Luke chapter 9. We've not been to this this verse before. Luke chapter 9. Open your Bible to Luke chapter 9. Didn't bring a Bible. There's a pew Bible in front of you. Can't reach the pew Bible. It'll be on your screen. Luke chapter 9. Let's pick it up. Speaking about daily, here it comes. Verse 23. Then Jesus said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross. What's the next word, congregation? Take up their cross what? Daily and do what? Follow me. There it is, the command of the master. I want you to deny yourself and take up your cross daily and follow me. Deny what Christian, what, what Christian Wyman calls the overweening self, the arrogant self. Wyman says it's the one poison that, that ruins every gift of God. That's my ego and that's your ego. Deny yourself and take up the cross daily. Come on, let's go. Daily. Big deal. 
In fact, it's a big deal. Just turn two pages to Luke chapter 11. So that's just two pages further. Here's Luke 11. This is the theme text for this little mini-series, so let's go back to it one more time. Luke chapter 11, red letters, Jesus speaking. Verse 13, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And you remember that we learned when the first time we encountered that verse, the Greek really reads, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? continually. In other words, day after day after day. you got to follow me and take up your cross daily. you got to ask for the Holy Spirit daily. You know why? Because the two, the two realities of the baptism of the Holy Spirit are these. Number one, you want all of Him. Isn't that right? Don't you want all of Him? Oh, yes, I do. You want all of Him. So ask every day. And guess what? He wants all of you. So deny yourself. You want all of Him? He wants all of you. What an exchange. I got nothing, and he has everything. My nothing for his everything? What's wrong with that picture? That has to work. Daily. Daily. And guess what? Paul is just as big. Paul is just as big on daily as Jesus was. Go to 2 Corinthians. And I... I never saw this text before. I mean, every, everybody knows 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I love verse 6, and that's always where I go. In 2 Corinthians 4, it's to verse 6. But thanks to my new friend Helmut Haubeil, the retired German pastor who has written a little book that has been our theme book, thousands have been downloaded, 600,000 hard copies circulating the earth right now in 23 languages, began with a little German book from a retired German pastor. And bless his humble soul, the book is free. By the way, you do have a study guide. It's not to fill in, but there's a website at the end of your study guide. Go to that website, download the book for yourself. Thousands now. There must be something going on here. There is. He's the one that drew my attention to verse 16. Let's, let's look at verse 16. Paul writing, therefore, we do not lose heart. No, no, no. We're not discouraged. We're not going to give up. We do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Outwardly we're wasting away, but inside we're being renewed day by day. Now, listen, listen, listen. There's some of you here that are outwardly right now wasting away. Some of you are, you know that reality. You are wasting away in your body. There are some of you here who are wasting away in your spirit. You feel like it's just unraveling as you slow motion train wreck. And there's nothing the doctors can do. There's nothing you can do to stop what is happening. Though we are outwardly wasting away, Yet inwardly, we're being renewed day by day. The American poet, Christian Wyman, I quoted him a year ago in Hope Trending. But my friend, Auntie Yaronchik, God's boot camp, and I want to tell you something because I can't report to you now, but it was successful on every level that you can measure it. Absolutely incredible last weekend. Auntie was there. They had five presenters, reboots, we call it. He quoted from Wyman. 
I went home Sunday. I said, man, I know I quoted him, but I got to have this book. So I went on Amazon Prime. Bing. By Tuesday, I have the book, and I'm reading it right now. This is, the, this is his book, Christian Wyman, the American poet. By the way, an atheist who turned to a belief, became a believer. Watch this. Read this on the screen. You have all this, by the way, in your study guide. You're going home with it. Seven years ago, I wrote a short essay called Love Bade Me Welcome. It was published with a different title in a relatively small magazine, and it generated what was, in my experience, a lot of responses. It was later though, on the internet, in anthologies, in church services, and reading groups that the essay acquired its second life, and I still get the occasional letter from someone who has come across it. And the essay itself, he describes the essay now, it was about despair, losing the ability to write, falling in love, receiving a diagnosis of an incurable cancer, having my heart ripped apart by what's Slowly and in spite of all my modern secular instincts, I learned to call God, end quote. Isn't that something? Did you get that? Receiving a diagnosis of incurable cancer. Paul says, though we are wasting away outwardly, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day by day. Paul's big on it, just like Jesus. That's why Paul says in, what is this, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, be filled with the Spirit. But if you could read it in the Greek, it goes like this, be filled continually, day by day by day with the Spirit. That's why you go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, he says, walk by the Spirit. But if you could read it in the, in the original language of Paul, it says, walk by the Spirit continually, day after day after day after day. Daily. It's huge with this baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because you know why? Listen carefully now. You can't do the Holy Spirit like you can and all you can eat smorgasbord. You ever go to one of those buffets? Why do we love those buffets? Because we can pig out, that's why. Isn't that right? And you're looking at all the customers there. Man, a bunch of hogs in this place until you sit down at the table and you look at your own. Some people think that you can just pile it high and then go without food the rest of the week and do okay. You don't do okay at all. Some people go to church that way. I pile it high one day of the week and then I starve the rest of the week. That's just as crazy. You can't do the Holy Spirit like a smorgasbord. You can't store up the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It must be repeated every single day. Do you eat every single day? You do. It must be repeated every single day. Somebody came to Dwight L. Moody, the great American evangelist in the 19th century. They said, Mr. Moody, he wasn't ordained, Mr. Moody, you filled with the Holy Spirit? Moody thought for a moment, looked back, he said, yes, I am, but I leak. (laughs) That's true. You get filled with the baptism, you get get filled by the baptism of the Holy Spirit today, that's that's all there is, that's all she wrote. You leaking, you're leaking all over everybody. You're supposed to be leaking all over everybody. You're leaking. You got to come back tomorrow. Get refilled. Some of you are shaking your heads because of that analogy. You shouldn't be thinking that. (laughs) We leak. That's why I give you the gift. I want it to leak out of you to everybody that you meet. You filled with the Holy Spirit? Yes, I am, but I leak. Moody writes on the screen, you see his words there, it is necessary for us to constantly remain under the fountain in order to be full. Moody's referring to Jesus' profound statement, and we've not touched this yet, but now in this final piece on the baptism 
of the Holy Spirit, we go to it. John chapter 7. Let's just do it. Don't go it in your Bible. We'll put it on the screen for you. John chapter 7, Jesus speaking, red letters. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within her. Streams of living water will flow from within him. You will leak the Holy Spirit all around you. If you believe in me, which is precisely why Jesus comes, Jesus invites us to come back to him morning after morning, day after day. Just come back to me. Have you seen those, those, uh, those commercials, those ads for the, uh, a vacation in the Caribbean or Hawaii, and you have this green, lush waterfall, and there is this, there is this tourist standing under the waterfall, just That's what Moody and Jesus are saying. You've got to stand under the fountain. Stand under the water. Let it fill you, and then it'll flow from you to the world around you. Why, even that little five-foot-three-inch American writer, American leader, American spiritual mentor, Ellen White, just like Moody, just like Paul, just like Jesus, she agrees. Let me run. Let me just fly these by you. Put them on the screen. You have them on your study guide. Desire of Ages, that classic. We are to follow Christ day by day. God does not bestow hell for tomorrow. You can't smorgasbord him and then not need him tomorrow. You have to go every day. Stand under the fountain of the Spirit of Jesus daily. Here's another one. Steps to Christ. Oh, you know this one. Consecrate yourself to God in the morning, 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 morning. Make this your very first work. Let your prayer be, take me, O Lord, as holy yours. I lay all my plans at your feet. Use me today in your service. Abide with me and let all my work be wrought in you. This is a daily matter. Stand under the waterfalls of the Spirit of Jesus daily and get filled anew. Here's another one, Christ triumphant. To follow Jesus requires wholehearted conversion at the start and a repetition of this conversion every day. We have to get converted over every single day. New day, new choice. Do you want me? Dwight, do you want me? Daily. Ah, two more. Acts of the Apostles. For the daily baptism of the Spirit, every follower of Jesus should offer her petition to God. Stand under the fountain of the Spirit of Christ daily. Here's the last one. A little book called You Shall Receive Power. Those who have been impressed by the Holy Scriptures as the voice of God and desire to follow its teachings are to be daily learning, daily receiving spiritual fervor and power which have been provided for every true believer in the gift of the Holy Spirit. Stand under the fountain of the Spirit of Jesus daily. Jesus said it. Paul said it. Moody said it. White said it. I believe it. Yeah, but do I time out, time out? I'm just not sure about this. I'm telling you what. You've been talking about this baptism of the Holy Spirit for the last few weeks. I've tried it. I have really tried it. I've been asking every day, and not a blooming thing is happening to me. Nobody sees it around me. Nobody says, hey, I see the Holy Spirit in you. I don't feel a thing. So how in the world can I know that this promise that you have been touting is, in fact, reliable? I'll tell you how. You just hang on to this dynamite promise that you're about to receive. You just take this promise, and it will assure the other promise. These are words worth memorizing one day. I put them on the screen for you. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. Take a look at this. Can you believe this? This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His... What, what's the word, church? According to His what? According to His will, He does what? If it's according to His will, what does He do? He hears it. Now keep going. Verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask according to his will, we know that we have what we ask of him. 
Okay, bright scholars, here's the question. Is it the will of God for you to be baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit every single day of your life? Yes or no? But of course, but of course. Yeah, but come on, Dwight. There's got to be some little, there's some little hidden caveat or condition in this thing that's just holding me back. No, 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 no. Well, well, okay, there is a condition. Okay, I take it back. There is a condition. Here it is. You have to open the door. He's not kicking it down. You have to open the door. And oh, by the way, once you open that door, you got to open all the little doors inside. He said, what in the world are you talking about, Dwight? I'll show you what I'm talking about. Let's do a little uh, role-playing here. You be Jesus, I'll be Dwight. Okay? Here we go. Jesus, can I come in, Dwight? Dwight, you sure may. Jesus, boy, this is sure a tight entryway. (laughs) Dwight, I suppose it is, but I'm sure glad to have you. Jesus, well, what's up with that closed door behind you? Oh, (laughs) don't worry about it. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's locked. It's not... Okay. Hey, what, what, what's that door on the other side of the hallway? What, what's up with that closed door? Can't we go to somewhere where there's room? No, no, you don't want that room. Trust me, you don't want that room. And this one? Look at Lord, what's the problem? You're in. Be thankful you're in. What's going on here, guys? What's going on with that little dialogue? What am I not doing? What am I not doing? I'm refusing him access to my life. I have some doors that I will not open, please. A little embarrassed about these doors, Lord. But you ought to be half thankful that you have this entryway. Come on. This feels good. (sighs) What I'd really like, Dwight. Hey, Missy. Missy. What I'd really like is access to your entire life. Weren't you asking for all of me? Yes, I was. I want all of you back. Do you understand? I get it. I get it. It's called surrender. All to Jesus I surrender. All to Him I freely give. Oh, the joy of sweet salvation in His presence daily live. We sing it all the time. I surrender all. I surrender all. And the doors are all locked. You surrender all. You gave me your entryway. I want the closets. So you asked a moment ago, is there some kind of catch on this thing, Dwight? Yeah, the only catch is you got to open the door and the door's inside. That's all you have to do. You ask for all of him. He asks for all of you. Come on in, Jesus. Yeah, go ahead. Kick the door. I'll open them all for you. I'm embarrassed about what you're going to see. Plug your nose. But you come on in. You have it all. Now, what do we just read? This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of Him every day. I ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I can know the moment I pray that prayer. You have to pray it every day. You can't smorgasbord God. Oh, God, I asked last month. No, I got to hear from you today. Do you want me today? Because when you're asking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you're really saying, Jesus, come on in again. It's all about Jesus. Every day, I trust you because I know that you love me. Whether I feel it or not, 
Oh, boy, here, I want you to see this. Helmut Halbeil, in his wonderful little book, Steps to Personal Revival, his words on the screen, speaking of 1 John 5, what does 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15 mean? Ah, our prayers according to God's will are answered in the same moment that we bring them to God. But emotionally, we usually don't notice anything. Our prayers are answered by faith, not by f- our feelings. The feelings will come later on, end quote. So at the God's Boot Camp, we had Dominique Gumelt as well, kind of be our personal coach, and she did a great job. We were stretching muscles we didn't know we had, but she gave lectures as well. And in one of her lectures, it was Friday night, we're only 24 hours in this boot camp, Friday night, she she says a line that could be a throwaway line to you. But when I heard it, the Holy Spirit said, boy, write that down right now. And I did, and I'll put it on the screen for you. This line... It's just like, it was like an epiphany, like something on the spot. She said, feelings follow behavior, the key to living. This is the key to living. Let your feelings follow your behavior. And just like that, the Holy Spirit said, that, my boy, is you. You lead with your feelings. And I have to admit, I'm a touchy-feely kind of guy. If the music is beautiful, then I feel good. If the music's not good, I feel bad. But I have allowed feelings to determine my behavior. So if I walk into a room and I'm feeling good about it, my behavior reflects it. If I walk into a room and I'm not feeling good about it, my behavior reflects it. This is backwards. That's her point. You don't live by feeling. You live by fact. You live by faith. And that's, that's, that's you were saying, you know, I just don't feel any different. Nothing's changing. My friend, we must act on our faith and not our feelings. You may not feel like you've been baptized by the Holy Spirit, but you can immediately begin, begin acting on the faith that, in fact, I have, because we just read it, 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15, and feelings will catch up one day. Trust me, while you're praying, they'll catch up one day, and suddenly you will realize I am in the presence of Almighty God. This is the Holy Spirit himself in my room. He is in my heart right now. You will know it. Beyond the shadow of a doubt, you will know it. Because he will say it's Jesus. And you will sense Jesus just permeating that room. You don't live for that. You don't go back to your prayer closet. Well, I got to have another dose of that. I really am touchy-feely guy. God, God, give me another one. He said, no, you don't need it. You don't need it. Fact. Faith. Then feeling. You let your behavior lead your feelings. Well, I repeat, there are only two conditions to asking for the Holy Spirit. Number one, you ask for all of Him. And number two, He asks for all of you. That's the way it is in a love story. If you give all, I give all. Both have to give all. That's the way it is with God. Romans 5, always. Did we say? I want you to look this one up. The last verse. And did we say the best till last? Come on. Romans 5, 5. Check this out. Will you? Can you believe this? Romans 5, 5. Oh, man, mark this up in your Bible. Mark it up, mark it up, mark it up. We've saved the last, the best verse in this little mini-series to the end. Romans 5, 5. And hope does not put us to shame. Why? Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. God's love has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. 
The Niagara Falls, you know the Niagara Falls up here on the Canada side? 600,000 gallons of water a year go over that Niagara, Niagara Falls. Isn't that great? 600,000 a year. Man. No, actually, it's not. A, it's just a, it's a week. 600,000 gallons of water go over the edge of the Niagara a week. 600,000. But actually, it's not a week. It's a day. But actually, it's not a day. It's an hour. 600,000 gallons go over an hour. But I'm wrong again. 600,000 gallons of, of water go over a second. A second. The, the Greek word here is for, a, is for a waterfall. And God has poured out that, the water. God has poured out the Holy Spirit upon us. The love of God poured out in that gift. This gift who is given to us. How, how do we know that? Oh, come on, come on. Keep reading. Verse 6. You see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely, verse 7, will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. Maybe. Verse 8. But God, oh, I love this. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God, his love poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Ladies and gentlemen, last line, that is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Every single day that you want it and ask for it. Let's pray. Oh, God. Poor, please. I'm praying for everybody here, Father. You know this is everybody's prayer right now. Please pour out your love upon our thirsty souls every single day. And surely, Father, as we've just read, there is no more profound and meaningful way to experience your love than at the foot of the cross where we have gathered right now. In Jesus' name, amen.